This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, it's 7.06, it's Tuesday, the 14th of November, and you're listening to The Morning Run with Keith Kam and I'm Wong Xiaoning. Now, in about 30 minutes, we'll be speaking to Catherine Lim, Senior Analyst of Bloomberg Intelligence, on the outcome of the 11.11 sales. But in the meantime, let's recap how global markets closed yesterday and for some markets on Friday. Yeah, it was uh, it was sort of like a mixed day for Wall Street. Uh, most traders are waiting for October CPI, which is coming out later today. The Dow closed up 0.6%. The S&P 500 was down 0.2%. And the Nasdaq was down 0.2%. Uh, in, in Asia yesterday, the Nikkei was up 0.1%. The Hang Seng was up 1.3%. Shanghai's composite was up 0.3%. Both Singapore and the FBM, KLCI and KL were closed yesterday. For some insights on where global markets are heading, we speak to Joel Quinlan, Chief Market Strategist at the US Trust Bank of America Private Wealth Management. Joel, let's start with US markets because the S&P 500 closed near its key 4,400 mark last night and this is nine positive days out of ten. Is it time for us to pop the champagne? Are we in a rally? Is Christmas Has Christmas come early? It depends if you believe on if you believe in Santa Claus, I guess. Um, no, I would I wouldn't pop the, uh, the the champagne just yet. I think we're going to get a pullback uh, as we go deeper into November. We got to get through the CPI, got the government shut down. So, but we're grinding higher. So, which is good. Got the, you know we always get this year end rally, but um, some folks are going to be doing some tax harvesting. Uh, we're seeing some of that, but in general, you know, there's a there's a mood afoot that the U.S. is poised to grind higher into 2024. So there's more to the story than just the next, you know, the last nine days. And if you look at the economic data that's coming out this week, and it's a he- you know, there's quite a fair bit. There's you, there is a CPI coming out. Uh, a lot of the Fed chairs are going to be speaking. What are you going to be paying attention to? Is it initial jobless claims, industrial production? What's important? Um, I think we got retail sales in there too. I think um, industrial production is important, uh, but I'd really the big one is going to be the CPI. Are we going to be trending sideways in terms of the year over year? How much of the energy push should come down? Rents are, have been sticky, so to me that's the big issue: the CPI, the headline, and the core, because we need affirmation from the numbers that we're we're, we're winning the war with inflation and at the Fed. You know, if we get a good CPI readings, then that enhances the likelihood of the Fed cutting rates next year. And that's the green light equity investors are looking for. And Joe, the expectations for CPI is about 3.3% on year and 0.1% on, on month. Uh, are you in that camp as well? Yeah, yeah in that range. I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking for, I think every tick down gets harder. Uh, remember last November, uh, the inflation rate was on 7%, 7.1, I believe. To me, you know, it was easy to make those gains, but every tick down is harder here. We need a lot of things to go right. Energy has rolled over a little bit here, uh, but food prices are pretty sticky here. And if you look at the consumer confidence, the biggest issue weighing on consumer confidence is elevated prices. So prices may be coming down, but from they're still very much elevated from where a lot of people are accustomed to where they have been. This does uh, hold uh, hold true the, the 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 theory that the Feds might hold rates um, uh, at this level for for longer, right? If uh, the numbers come come out the, the way you expect them to be, that's right. And I think that's what Jay Powell was trying to do. You know, talking tough, being hawkish. Uh, he was very dovish during his comments. You know, after the Fed 
uh, announcement. Um, during the press conference, then he, you know, he pulled out his claws and told the markets, be careful, I'm not done yet. So, you know, he's whipsawing us around, so we need some numbers to confirm whether he's right or wrong. I mean, he's on both sides of, of this trade, right? Mm-hmm. It's coming down, it's getting better, or no, we've got to stay higher for longer. So it's created some confusion in the minds of a lot of traders. And there was some news that Moody actually lowered their U.S. credit rating outlook to negative from stable, although it did a mm-hmm. reaffirm America's credit trip rating at AAA. What impact will that downgrade have on financial markets and the government's ability yeah. to raise debt? As as we all know, they have to. Mm-hmm. I don't. You know, it, it's a warning shot. I don't think it's. You know, it wasn't unexpected. Mm-hmm. It was kind of. You know, they they'd go stable to negative, but they keep the A the triple A rating. So, like, what did they do? I, I don't. Not nothing. Uh, relatively speaking, but you know, they did cite the dysfunctional governments. They did cite excess deficits that might be harder to uh, manage. But they also quoted one reason, the key reason why they kept the AAA rating. It's just the dynamic, resilient nature of the U.S. economy. And they're dead right. This, this economy is still growing. It's expanding. It's going to go to $30 trillion. Um, we're the wealthiest, richest economy in the world. And I think that had, Uncle Sam has that going for him. And, and Joe, still uh, this, talking about consumer sentiment, I mean, the University of Michigan's preliminary consumer sentiment index fell to 60.4 in November from 63.8 last month. How would you reconcile that pessimism on Main Street with Wall Street's cons- continuing optimism? Well, I just think, you know, there's 5% of our labor force works two jobs, believe it or not. 8 million people do. So, I mean, that's number one. Number two, as I said, prices are, are, are coming down from the peaks that we saw last year, but they're still pricey you're getting you know, you're paying more for less and then another one that we'll have to talk about and i know not, you, no one wants to talk about this is the, just the u.s election i think that's depressing people already 2024 you know who's going to be running and who's not so i think that's weighing on consumer confidence and you know the debates have started and so you know the circus the circus is getting revved up and i think that could weigh on confidence consumers and businesses as we go deeper into next year Okay, Joe, I'm going to test your history knowledge. Do you remember how U.S. markets actually behave during election year in the last two, three cycles? Not saying that you're old, but just asking. <laughs> uh, um, both. Um, now, they, they, the election year is one of the weaker equity performances, right? Do I have that right? I, yeah. I know I have that. I think I'm right. Um, but, you know, you're still looking at 4 or 5%. But um, the years of elections are typically not the strongest in a four-year presidential cycle. And that, that makes sense because, you know, you have potential changing of the guard, shifting tax policies, different policies. So I think there's a, there's a general mood of cautious, caution going into an election that keeps the animal spirits a little bit more dampened down until we get to the other side. Then they, they uncoil and they take off from there. If we look at the uh, king dollar, the, the US dollar, the Japanese yen has fallen to new lows of 151.70 against the greenback. At what point do you think the BOJ is expected to come in to defend that currency, or will they just allow market forces to prevail over the yen? I don't think you know, they'll, they'll be coming in. I don't know what their threshold for pain is just yet. Um, we'll see. Maybe they're trying to import a little inflation with a weaker yen. Um, but we're not there yet. It's, it's stabilized a little bit here, but you know the, the Bank of Japan has a lot of work to do because they do want to widen the uh, you know the yield control compression, take that away. But they don't want you know interest rates to bump up too fast, too too quickly. That creates its own problems. So Japan's problems have been a long time in the making, and I think they're making it worse by just going so gradually. But that's what investors expect from Japan: more gradual, incremental moves as opposed to the U.S. 
All right. Thank you very much for your time. That was Joe Quinlan, Chief Market Strategist at the U.S. Trust Bank of America Private Wealth Management, giving us his views on the, the global on global markets. So, ladies and gentlemen, please wear your safety belts as we head into the U.S. presidential election in 2024. Markets aren't going to be that great. History has told us it tends to be very volatile. And I, I thought this was going to be volatile. This year was volatile. I was trying to find some clues as to when I should start my Christmas shopping, to be honest. Uh, I mean, he was talking about consumer prices maybe coming down by uh, before the end of the year. Maybe I could hold off until then. <laughs> I'm not sure. I w- Actually, when I look at uh, all the data points, they're kind of all over the place and I can't really figure it out. So gold has retreated. So it's risk on. But yet oil is also low. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like uh, WTI is 78 US dollars a barrel. It's only up 1.3%. So where has all, all the smart money gone? It's gone back literally back into markets despite the fact that US Treasury yields at one point were at 5%. And, and, and with None the science- of the economic, you know, the markets theory that we <laughs> learn, investment management theory that I learned makes any sense. Oh, I think uh, all, all that has gone out the window when COVID struck, to be honest. <laughs> I, I think so. Uh, but let's turn our attention to some of the results that come out. Now, we're going to look at something that's coming out of, I do believe, Brazil. So they are one of the biggest meat producers. They reported an 86% drop in third quarter net income compared to a year ago, uh, down to 116 million US dollars. Adjusted EBITDA came in at 1.1 billion US dollars. And that's because US beef exports were down 19% year on year. I wonder whether it's really because consumers just have less money to spend. In the US, the company's biggest market by sales revenue, beef margins fell sharply as reduced cattle herds limited the availability of animals for slaughter and raise costs. This was also this also affected uh, its rival Tyson Tyson Foods. Uh, JBS did see some resilience in its chicken and pork business in the US. Profit margins for its American pork business actually more than doubled, and this was due to the reduction of cost of feed and hog acquisition, which more than offset whole, lower wholesale pork prices. Okay, so the market still likes this name. 12 buys, 6 holes, no sells. Consensus target price. Uh, this is Brazilian real. Is twenty seven sixty four. Uh, current share price is twenty one. It is down thirty one. Let's mention. Let's talk about Tyson, Tyson yeah. because the results also came out. Now they forecasted twenty twenty four results that trailed analyst estimates, and they are also citing challenging economic backdrop, tighter cattle supplies, and higher costs, and they expect sales to be flat for the fiscal year. It, uh, Tyson reported its Q4 adjusted earnings of $0.37 cents per share. That was down 77% from a year earlier. It also recorded a goodwill impairment charge of $333 million in its uh, beef, beef segment. Fourth quarter sales fell 2.8% to $13.35 billion. And just quick mention, I mean, I did do a breakfast grill with Tyson Foods, uh, Malaysia's, uh, uh, Malaysia's edition. They've been here since 1987. You can just check that out on our podcast. Um, this morning, Tyson's food is actually down $1.33 during regular market hours. Share price, $45.62. Um, the analyst on Wall Street, five buys, six holes, three sells. Uh, consensus target price for this stock, $57.19. US and, 19 cents. and I think this is a very good barometer on how the Americans feel, right? Whether mm. they are tightening their belts, whether inflation is going to bite. 
Uh, and the answer is pretty much the street thing. So because the stock is down 26% on a year-to-date basis, even though it gives you an indicative yield of 4.3%. Forward P's don't look extremely expensive. We're talking about 17, 18 times. Now, up next, we're going to be covering the top stories in the newspapers and portals. Stay tuned for that. BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.